radio dispatch. Do you know who this is? No, who is this is? What up? Ba ba. Yeah, man. What's cracking, ladies and gentlemen? I'm back. Rodrigo Torres, the one and only. Uh, I apologize for the, uh, I don't know what you could, the absence, the hiatus. Uh, what's that other thing? You, uh, the sabbatical, all that bullshit. But here's the reasons, or probably the main reason, um, I haven't done a podcast since uh, May 20th. That was the one with Ty Rivera. Uh, in May of 2015, I left my wallet at uh, Carnitas Michoacan, I went back over there, and it was gone, these motherfuckers didn't want to show me the video of who grabbed it, this and that, um, they lifted, uh, my credit card was in there, both credit cards, debit card, ID, I think even my social security card was in there, you messed up, and yes, I did, so with all the stuff that I have connected to my credit cards and, and things, uh, one, one of the, uh, accounts that I didn't, uh, renew with a new credit card number was, uh, the, uh, the, uh, SoundCloud account. And so I was locked out of it. Um, I lost my passwords cause I was on a notebook that I can't find. You'll lose in everything. You'll lose in your mind, you know? And, uh, so that sucks. So that was one of the main reasons, dude. And the other one is when I was on that crazy fast tour with, uh, Felipe with, uh, Mike Epps, the festival laugh tour, we're just jetting back and forth and, um, you know, working uh, in between that and doing stand-up, so it was crazy, man. And uh, that's no excuse, though. That's uh, no excuse, but a uh, excuse nevertheless. And it's a trip because um, when I came back from Mexico, I went to uh, Mexico from the 10th to the 17th, which is awesome, over there in Mexico City. And uh, I'm going to do a solo podcast on that uh, <laughs> over here, stuttering. Uh, and on the way back, I got stopped by Homeland Security, and they're all like, and I was like, dude, what's up? What's going on? They took me to the little room, uh, not the like, not like the room individually, like a solo room to interview me. I was just sitting there in a waiting room with probably about a couple other people in my shine. And what happened was some dude was using my uh, identity to get back into the country. And it turns out that it wasn't me on the photo. They wouldn't show me the photo because they can't. Uh, but that bag of crap, uh, is probably the dude that, uh, got my, uh, my, uh, my, uh, ID in my wallet and all that. They lifted like, uh, they were able to get a, a full gas of, uh, a full tank of gas credit card company hit me up and I was like, nah, I lost my wallet, this and that. Uh, they, they got the full tank of gas. They also do their own little internal investigation. So I don't know where that will lead to. I don't know where Homeland Security's, uh, investigation to lead to, uh, this, uh, this dude is obviously some type of a criminal or whatnot. And yeah, so that's, what's been going on, man. I was kind of bummed out and kind of PO'd and like, just like, uh, you know, and it's like, dude, you know, it's like some dude popping over from Mexico back into the U S it's like, dude, really Paisan, what's going on here? You know? And uh, there's some real, um, real, uh, pieces of crap in this uh, world. Turns out one of those dudes grabbed my wallet, dude. So if you're out there, I got to say one thing to you. I will take my time to help the authorities prosecute you to the fullest. And if I ever find out who you are, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? What are we going to smack you on the wrist? What are we going to do uh, the, uh, the job that your parents were supposed to do? Broken home, wherever you come from, addicted to drugs, life felon, whatever it is, man. Like they say in Mexico, 
No, estos malvivientes. But whatever, man. You move forward. So, with that being said, I know on the What's Up Full podcast, it was uh, Felipe's all, oh, this fool's engaged, dog. I was like, yeah, dog, I am. Big, big news, you know? So, yeah, uh, I'm engaged to my lady. We've been engaged for, like, way, like, now five months now. So, uh, we're going to get married, uh, do it civilly, you know what I mean? And uh, small, just for the family. And hopefully within about a year, we'll celebrate on the date that we got married and we'll actually uh, make a big fiesta. I do the little formal setting, you know, she have her and her girls and me and my homies. Uh, best man on my side, probably be my father. Always do, that never let me down. Uh, and second to him will be the homie Vinny. And uh, we'll go on down the tier, you know. <laughs> That's when people get all touchy. Oh, dude, is he your best man? He must be your best man. Bro, is he your best man, bro? <laughs> so that's cool, man. Whoever's been a best man. I've been a best man. I was a best man at Felipe's wedding. That was real cool. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and if you guys are in um, Corpus Christi, you guys can still catch him tonight. Uh, Felipe will be out there. Uh, Sparza with uh, the great Chris Doran, bro, and uh, Toby Hicks. Yeah, Nebraska's finest. The man that never has weed. <laughs> Just messing with you. And that's at Mesquite. Um, Mesquite Pizza Company in Corpus Christi. They got two shows tonight. Uh, this Saturday, the the this Saturday, July 15th. And uh, one show Sunday, I believe, which will be the 16th. And that's at Mesquite uh, Comedy Pizza Company in Corpus Christi, Texas. If you guys need any more details, check philippesworld.com. Uh, my show is every Wednesday at uh, Romano's. Uh, Italian restaurant at the concert lounge upstairs at uh, it's in Riverside, California on 3557 University Avenue and that's every Wednesday except for next Wednesday this Wednesday coming up uh, we're not going to have a show on the 19th but we start back up on the 26th and we will have Annie McKnight and Carlos Loma performing and myself hosting so uh, please come on out it's only five bucks and I want to thank everybody from the podcast has been showing up Peter um d esparza on uh, instagram and there's been a bunch of dudes i mean so many to mention we had a killer show last week it was super cool we had about 35 people that's awesome and thank you very much man for supporting that and also this week starting monday uh july 17th through the 24th i will be in las vegas nevada las vegas viva las vegas and that's right i'll be there uh the 17th to the 24th at the uh, Planet Hollywood at the V Theater, I'll be featuring uh, for uh, Edwin San Juan. Because uh, I know a lot of people say when they open for comics, yeah, I'm opening for them. But as far as in comedy, you have three uh, spots. You have the opener, host spot, right? Which are all openers, nevertheless. But let's be, uh, I guess, what's the word? Formal, right? Uh, it's uh, the open opener host, and then you have the feature and then you have the headliner. And the host usually does about 10 minutes, sometimes 15, depending on whatever. And the uh, feature does anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes, usually uh, 20. And then the headliner, a 45-minute set, and closes out the show. So I'll be with Edwin San Juan in Las Vegas, Nevada, July 17th through the 24th. And uh, I'll We'll also be, it's crazy because we're going to be in Vegas, but then we're going to drive out to Brea, California and do the Brea Improv on the 20th. That's a Thursday. And um, if you guys want tickets for that, hit me up, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll do it that way. And also, 
too, for the shows in Vegas at the V Theater at uh, in Planet Hollywood, we're going to have a friends and family special. So hit me up through my social media outlets. You can email the Yeah Man Podcast. That's Y-E-A-M-A-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And shout-outs real quick. And the shout-outs are uh, Gus Ramos. Uh, you left me a pretty bomb uh email through uh gmail thank you very much for the kind words bro uh it's a trip man you do stand up you do your podcast you know you, you kind of like sometimes you go man are people listening to shit cracking and they're like dude you know what i mean and uh you know when you don't have mad success or like shit cracking you have you know big wads of cash you're like oh dude shit gets a little weary maybe i should start selling cars or something cocksucker you know what i'm saying and um, thank you very much for the kind words, dude. And it's a it's a trip because sometimes I don't think I'm, I'm significant or, me, or mean stuff to people. And then, like, you get these little emails, dude. Also, Anthony Herrera on Facebook. Thank you for the kind words out there in Utah, right? Shout Lake. And also, shout out to Isaiah the Player. That's right. On a sound uh, cloud. Thank you for all your reposts, man. So, yeah, Gus Ramos, keep shining. All you fools, keep shining. Um, shout out to my shine and, uh, yeah. So now we come to the intro of the podcast almost over. Yes. And it's Vin Scully. This next uh, gentleman that we're going to have on the podcast episode 27 is a very cool dude. It's a trip because I don't go after people, um, and bug people to be on the podcast. My whole thing is to create my whole world. And I told you like the first hundred episodes, I want to really get like people that I know that are friends. And I still haven't, I got a couple people at the porcelain doll that are like normal people that work nine to fives. They do cool little things that way. Cause you guys listen to this, you know what I mean? I know a lot of, um, podcast got you know comedians which is cool dude don't get me wrong there's a, it, it's all good you know i ain't trashing nobody and then you know it's kind of like a rehash of stories or whatever this guy's great you know but you know i'm not really into that i'm a different dude i'm weird you know what i mean i'm eclectic right um i'm of a different uh stitch of a different ilk as uh says uh jay london but this gentleman uh he he hit me up uh after we did it, he did it twice. He did the What's Up Full podcast twice. This dude's a cool dude, like a cool dude. Um, and uh, he's always been cool. He approached me. I'm like, hey, dude, fucking dude, I'll fucking want to do mine, dude. Fucking hey, dude, it'll be cool. We'll set it up. And I went all the way out to um, to San Fernando, dude. Woo, was it hot over there in San Fernando. And uh, it was cool. So uh, uh, I hooked up with his publicist. She was cool. We set it up. And uh, we did it, man. It was a cool time. His lady was there. And we just had a good conversation, you know what I mean? A good conversation. It was cool. It was full of laughs. Got some insight on his life, stuff he's done that uh, you probably don't know. And uh, other than that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the gentleman that I'm talking about is Mr. Anthony Citric Campos, as seen on The Lopez Show. So uh, enjoy the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe. And other than that, please enjoy Anthony Citric Campos. Yeah, man. Burden down, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. But, uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, no, it got brought up on uh, the What's Up Full podcast that, um, um, as far as the engagement goes. And then, you know, some people like, you know, that listen to me because, you know, there's like with the What's Up Full podcast, I'm Felipe's uh, sidekick on there. Yeah. 
And uh, there's people that are just his fans, right? And then there's some that bleed off to me, and then there's some dude. that already seen us live. So they kind of like know what's up, and some of them are cool. And someone's like, dude, could you tell that fool to shut up or stop laughing and all that <laughs> shit? It's like, enough for that, dude. You know what I mean? But yeah, so they suddenly it got said on the podcast, and then like, you know, then you got people, you know, saying congratulations, yeah. this and that. Mostly on a Twitter, and then a little handful on uh, Instagram. But I've always been like kind of like a low-key dude or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, also, yeah. too, is like, Felipe, come on, tell people what's up with your life and shit like that. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> that we're talking about you, Doc. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, that's uh, that's what's up with that. Oh, thank you very much, man. And uh, yeah, man, and that's congratulations. Oh, thank you, brother. And not and not, and not to put any pressure on you, dog. Oh, nah, I mean, because nah. the, pressure, the, nah, the pressure's never on. <laughs> <laughs> Sure I, yeah, you. I'm, I'm sure you've been through the ringer. I mean, you already have children. You have yeah, a, you yeah. have a grandchild, right? Yeah. Or one, or just your first one? We got another one on the way. Okay, and um, so you already know what's up with that. I mean, throughout your life, I yeah. mean, have you been married before or anything before? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah and yeah. how is that, dude? Uh, was, Were you young as well, though? That's the problem. Yeah. You it. Know, you started like, young. We, we, yeah. You know, I got married maybe like when I was like 19, 20. Wow, yeah. dude. So. You know, you're barely starting to live life, and you know, so what the hell do you really know about life? It's, oh, so oh, hell yeah, like, dude. So, you know, it, but it was a process. You know, I had my son uh, a few years later, like in 04. So, once uh, once I had my son, then it was just like a whole, you know, like a whole eye opener for a lot of shit, you know? And just, it, and just changing at that age, yeah. were you still kind of like astray, like going, not necessarily going crazy, but doing what you're doing at that age of 19? Yeah, because, you know, we were still out on the streets messing around at that at that age, you know? It's like, there was really, not, at that time, there was nothing else to do but just mess around and go steal cars and shit like that, you know? <laughs> so, so it was a whole a whole lot of that going on. And, uh, and, and you know, it's like, I was working. I had a nine to five and everything, so I was good. You know, doing the hustle on the side, you know, and just doing all kinds of shit. And then, you know, it, it, it was just weird, man. And then we just finally got divorced, like, in, like, seven years. After? I think we lasted, like, seven years, yeah. It was just too much for you, or what was going on, dude? I think, uh, I think what happened is that, uh, one, I was too young. Okay. Um, two, uh, I, I just, you know, I thought I knew it already. You know, I thought <laughs> I, I thought I already lived it, because like, I've already had lived a crazy life already by that time, you know, it was like... So I thought I had already went through it all. Apparently not, because you know we're still here. But, <laughs> you know, but uh, but yeah, you know, it it, it was just uh, I think um, no no communication. You know, what I'm saying uh, she wasn't down with what I would do because I was a rapper at the time already. I was doing shows. We were out there touring and stuff. There was like none that of that too. support, none of that yeah, backbone. So I had a nine to five plus. I had I was a rapper, so I wasn't home a lot. I was most of the time in the studio or on the road. Trying to make it happen. Yeah, trying to make shit happen, you know, and it was just, you know, so so then it just got to a point where she was doing her thing, I was doing my thing, and it just, you know, it came to where, like, we weren't even hanging out no more, so it was just like, or doing, you know, it wasn't like a white, it was just like once in a while, we say, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> just had a roommate. <laughs> yeah, it was like a roommate type of thing, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know hey, what's up? I, I'll catch you in a couple of days. <laughs> like and did that. you get married because uh, you guys got, she was pregnant or you just wanted to? No, you, we just thought that was the next step. Oh, right on. How long were you with her before that happened, dude? Uh, I want to say like three years, four years. Oh, wow. So yeah. it was like already yeah. going on for so a while. So we just thought, hey, it's cool. You know, it's the next step to do. You know, it's like, fuck it. And you guys have the whole traditional wedding, like white gown, like yeah, a big hall. Yeah. Everything. And who paid for it, dude? <laughs> I did. Oh, all right. So you scraped your money together to make it happen? Yeah. Okay. I dropped some money. And it was at that time, it was, uh, man, I, we did total like we we were roughly like eleven twelve grand. Wow, and this I was, mean this was like in eighty nine. Are you serious? Yeah. Bro? So it must have been a fat wedding then. Well, huh? yeah, it was you know the whole neighborhood was there. You know, oh so damn, like, okay. Yeah, we we got married 
literally in the neighborhood where I where we used to bang, gang banging. You know, we used to grow up. Your territory, was, right there. Yeah, right in the territory. There was a, there was a hall right in the corner, and and uh, that, that, so it was like it was cool. You know, it was just like the whole the whole neighborhood came. <laughs> so it was like it was crazy. So we had to feed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Hell yeah, it was, was crazy, man. <laughs> and, and and not to bring up, you know, uh, like bad memories, sour memories. I mean, I know their experiences and stuff, <laughs> but you know, sometimes you know people are a little reluctant to talk about them. You know, you seem uh, pretty uh, pretty ill with it, dude. You know, yeah. and um, I mean, I just look at it as what it is. It happened. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, oh, for sure. And then you know, it's growth. Exactly. Yeah. Like now, you know, yeah, you know, like I tell her, like you know, like now, because we've been talking about, yeah, I, I, we want we want to get married, and everything. We just trying to get everything as, uh, as far as all the business established so we could just, okay, now we're going to focus on this. Right. Move some of this to the side. Like, let's focus on our personal life. And For sure. Do, and do some shit. But, like, but now I'm at a stage where I feel like, man, you know, like, you know, it's like, like it's, so, it's totally different the way I see life now. So it's like, I ain't going nowhere. You know, I tell her, I go, you don't got to worry about me. <laughs> going anywhere. Go, I'm, I'm good. You know, it's like, I know what it is out there. I know, and you know, I, I know what I'm not missing, you know. Right, right. So it's like, you know, so it's like, we're good. I told her, you know. In your relationship now, how long have you guys been together for? It's officially, officially uh, been a year, a couple, on Thursday, huh? A year. Okay, that's Thursday, sweet, man. So, you know, we were talking already before that for a couple of months, but the way we met, we met on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, really? So, you guys, yeah, like, connected the dots was, that way? Yeah, it was funny because she was barely learning how to use it. I was barely learning how to I didn't know how it was. The reason why I started using Twitter because Lopez kept pushing it on me. Like, you know, get up on the you social have to be media. On Twitter. Yeah. You have to be on Twitter. Okay, you're good on Instagram, uh, um, Facebook. But Twitter is where we're going to do all the live tweeting for the for the show. For the show, for so the Lopez said, well, show. So you have to get on it. And I had an account for a long time, but I just didn't know how to use it because I, I, I never messed with it. Right. You know, so I was always Facebook or whatever. <laughs> and then Instagram here and there, you know, and then, then they go, yeah, start using tw- uh, Twitter. So when I started using Twitter, it's like I started like, okay, I'm, like, like, like I'm getting the hang of it. And then uh, I started talking to her. We're going back and forth about the Dodgers. <laughs> it, was, it was during Dodgers season. Good old Dodgers. So, yeah, <laughs> so we're going back and forth and... And uh, like, like if she didn't catch a game, I caught the game. So I would repost, oh, yeah, you know, like some kind of stat or whatever. And right. then she would reply back to it. And then uh, I didn't even know what she looked like. Because I didn't even <laughs> know you could go into the little box up there and open up the picture and see it bigger. <laughs> Damn, And then dude. one day she just put up a picture. And then, pen pal over here. Yeah, the picture came up and I was like, oh, shit. So then I messaged her, like I, I, I sent her a direct message. I, I, I knew how to get it to the inbox. So uh, sliding those DMs. I, yeah, so I, I, I sent her a message. I go, I think I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smooth, dog. <laughs> smooth, dog. <laughs> and, and I put it LOL, and, I, you know, and then she put it LOL, and then I go, hey, how you doing tonight, whatever. How, you know, so we just started chopping it up from there. We exchanged phone numbers, and then we just started talking on the phone for a while. Oh, that's so what's it was up, a while. We were talking on the phone for a minute, and um. It was just more about business, you know, like trying to trying to get her in the mix, you know, because she was she was working uh, for a plastic surgeon. She was doing a ma- uh, managing the office over there, and uh, we started we started talking and everything, and then uh, and then she didn't even really knew what I do at that time. Oh, okay, but then she seen the the what's up because she was a big fan of the what's up. Fool. Oh yeah, yeah, on the so podcast. So she seen the the picture that I was on there with you guys, and you know, we're, we're, we're the, that first picture where I'm. I'm doing. I think I'm doing the cynical face on that one. Right, right, right. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? You know, <laughs> why is he doing that face? <laughs> she didn't know I was smiling, or that's just the way I looked. <laughs> and then, uh, the, and then I told her, like, well, yeah, I, I go check me out on the on the What's Up Fool podcast. 
And she goes, what? She goes, I love that fucking show. She goes, I, she goes, are you wrong? Like, well, yeah. And then she saw the. Thing. She goes, so that's that, that's you. And they well, yeah. And she and that, that's when she found out I was doing you know acting and oh hell yeah and dude. music and stuff like that. Because at that time when I was doing the with the Twitter, I wasn't even uh we, we were we were starting to do Lopez. Okay, so, yeah, that's when know, the the, so, the, yeah. the inception of the show right there. I yes. think it wasn't even on the air by, it wasn't by that even, time. Yeah, yeah, so she didn't even know nothing yet. You know, she's just like, okay, cool. You know, and we just went back and forth, and then, yeah, we just. Ended up hanging out. <laughs> oh, that's what, that's what a, happened. We went on a couple, couple group dates, you know, hung out with her. Okay. <laughs> that way you can have, like, some witnesses. <laughs> yeah. I was scared. <laughs> yeah, man. That's cool, man. Because I, I met my lady at a show, and then um, then later she had me on Instagram. And then uh, I was like, dude, who's this? And then Because uh, I tried to hit her up that one night, but then she took off or whatever. Mm. And then I uh, sent her a DM, and then we met up, and then we started talking. And, you know, the rest... Yeah. Uh, the, the the rest is history, dude. It's crazy. So like, yeah, social media is a beautiful thing. I mean, you don't need like Match.com anymore yeah, no, or eHarmony, yeah, right? Yeah, no, that's what, that's what we, were, we were talking about. That she had tried that. I had tried that shit too. At one point, I was like, man, let me try this shit too. But I was like, man, this is too much. <laughs> it is too much because too hard to keep the, up. <laughs> that and the expectations of the other side. Yeah. I mean, I know I don't know if like there's that many cocky dudes that expect so much from a woman, but I remember uh, I went on. I tried two dates uh-huh. on uh, through Match.com, and I went over there and I saw the person. I just walked by. My mom can't do this. <laughs> and under thirty, in under thirty days, it was free. So I just got my account back, got my yeah. shit pulled. I was like, dude, I can't do this, dog. This is, this is too hardcore. This is too weird. And uh, yeah, so I just walked away yeah. from that shit, dude. And it was uh, a. She had a. She had a drive by a couple of times. <laughs> different people like fuck that I'm out and it was funny too that the expectations of the women on there like they'll be like no fat belly dudes <laughs> like you know you have to make a certain yeah. amount of money yeah. I was like dude I don't know if I can even start a line let alone keep one up dog you know it's real shit oh hell yeah dog <laughs> fucking uh it's like uh very selective dude yeah no nah, it was crazy that's why I, I like man I don't, I'm not even gonna mess with that <laughs> I'm done with that shit too I, I just came to a point where I just thought like eventually Shit will crack. Shit, something don't happen, you know. It's like, but I, w- I felt like I was, I was ready. Like, you know, like I was just done already, man. It was just too many dumb holes and shit, you know, and and it was just ridiculous, you know. Just like, uh, like all these all these girls out there, man. It's like, you know, they're grown women, but they acting like little girls. And all all right. And so I was just done. So I was just like to a point where I like I wanted to settle down, but then was- I was like, well, you just can't. Just make it happen. You know, oh like, hell no! It, that's the hard part, dude. Wait. It happens when it happens. That's yeah, it. and over. and that's that's what's crazy about it. Like, I mean, because if you really want to go in there and you know make shit happen, on you know you can anybody can hook up. Dude. Yeah, it's, but when you're ready, you want to be with somebody. Because yeah. I'm not, I'm not a perro. I'm not a dog. I'm not one of those dudes yeah. that comb the road and I was always like you know like oh well I'm just you know I came out here to do stand up yeah. I didn't come to pick up chicks yeah. well that's part of it dog I was, yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like I just want one lady dog <laughs> I mean I've been out there too and you know you run into those women dude um, and they're up to no good dude. yeah exactly you know everybody's lying everybody yeah. you know you know in being as an entertainer people you know want to poke around you know obviously I open up for homeboy so they're all like you know seeing yeah. what's up with the glitz with that it's like nah dog we ain't fucking doing none of this shit dude. and you know yeah, the same shit like that. We went, went through a lot of people, a lot of girls like that. That just, you know, they're out, they're out to get one thing. That's it. Oh yeah, man. Fucking, uh, there ain't no seriousness, yeah, dude. No, yeah, exactly. And and I think too, also like the more women get 
played or whatever, the more colder they get, yeah, or vice versa too, too. You know, yeah, that's what and then you get all salado about yeah. it, you know, and then you're yeah. all bitter and oh, shit. That's real shit. Yeah. And uh, then you know, then it doesn't happen, and then you know, people you're more vengeful, and you know, yeah. it's like fuck it, dude. I'm gonna yeah. turn this bitch out real quick and I'm out, dog. Exactly. That's not, and then it's just a cycle that she's going. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Y'all, you know her too, dog? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's crazy, man. It's, hell, it's real out there, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, so no, so once, that's what I'm saying. Once we, we connected, when, it, like, we had, I don't know, it was weird. Like, I never thought I would experience that connection with somebody like that, you know, like on this level. So, like, a lot of people don't understand our relationship, you know, like, they're like, man. <laughs> That's it, and that's the thing. Body, a lot know? of people yeah. have opinions, dude. Yeah, you know, so, but it's crazy, though. So I was like, man, I go, I'd be a fucking idiot if I let this go, you know? <laughs> you know, but I go, nah, I, I go, so, you know, we've had our little ups and downs in this last year, you know? Oh, yeah, and, it happened. We've man. had more ups, you know, but we've had downs just because of insecurity sometimes. And oh, yeah. I have insecurities that, you know, because I don't know, and I'm testing her, and, and she's testing me, and it's just like, you know, and it, it comes a thing where, like, at the end of the day, though, it makes us stronger, and, and, and it's led us to where we're at now. And now she's my business manager. Oh, that's what's up, you dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like she, she brought her manager skills from over there, what she was doing, to this world. And she, even though she's new to this world, she understands it, though, but she's, she's adapting real but quick. She's adapted, but she's adapted, though, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, um, and I don't know anything about relationships, dude. Like, this is my first relationship I've yeah. ever been with. Uh, and it's, tr- it's trippy because I thought you could cook. Get with a girl, like hook up. You get with a girl, and it's just like smooth sailing. You know, the plane takes off, but there's mad turbulence, dude. Get to the destination or whatever you're going, dude. And that's like, I mean, I don't like to argue. I'm not one of those dudes that you know. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. I just don't have have that rocky back and forth. Yeah, I I don't like that either. Like I'm not. I'm not. You know, like about the back. Arguing and oh yeah, but I mean those those circumstances do happen when you have yeah. to you know you have to answer the call and you know smooth things out and you know move 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 it along, exactly. dude. Because yeah. then you know you stop talking and that's where it's <laughs> at, dude. There's no communication. There's no relationship. That's the dude. problem. When there's no communication, yeah, you know, and, and sometimes I I catch myself shutting down like that. Oh yeah, and you know when she's trying to talk and 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 get stuff out of me, and I just shut down sometimes. But I'm getting better though, you know, and just you know like like just. Being different now, like not changing, but just in a, in a sense where, um, like I'm like like I understand her more because she understands me. It's like it's crazy how we understand each other. You know, it's like we finish each other's sen- sentences as cheesy as it sounds, but <laughs> it's crazy. You know, and, and, and so you guys are on the right frequency. Yeah, dude. you know, it's just it's just it's it's a trip, man. Like I've never I've never experienced anything like that. So that's when I know I go. This is you know this is it. You know, and it's like. We're, we've been inseparable ever since we, we got since the first day we started hanging out like our vibe and our connection we connected so well that we've been so inseparable that every, everywhere I go she goes where she goes I go like that you know I mean she had a couple of little things where she has to go run an errand I'll run an errand you know right like that but for the most part we're, we're together we do everything we go everywhere now you know so and I love it you know I wouldn't have it any other way hell yeah man and, and that's a great thing because a lot of people you know they have to go do their jobs and they meet up at night yeah. and again it goes back to roommate status and I don't see anything wrong with it because you know a lot of people can talk shit to all oh, motherfuckers all connected at the hip yeah. and stuff like that but that's what you need because you know you can't be telling your secrets to just anybody yeah exactly you know yeah. you have to have your confidence you exactly. have to have the person that you uh, you're gonna bounce ideas off of exactly. and, uh, you know to make yourself better in every uh, aspect of life dude yeah, you know that's what I mean what it is man Hell yeah, dude. And uh, one thing you mentioned when you got married uh, was right there uh, in your neighborhood, your territory. Where did you grow up? Where did, like, in uh, specifically? In, uh, right there in uh, Bull Heights off of, uh, I, I lived, uh, most of my life I lived in, uh, in Indiana, by Indiana and, uh, and Third Street. Okay. 
But where, where we grew up and we used to do all our dirt and hang out and everything was over here, over here by uh, Breeze Street, uh, by uh, Cesar Chavez, which which used to be Brooklyn back in the day. Right, that's Soto. what, where, like, Breeze Street hits it, and then you either go right or left, right? Yeah, the Social Security office is right there, you know, right on, right on that little street. There used to be a store called the, uh, the Big Buy Market. It's, the market's still there, but I think it's called something, something, something else. different now, yeah. But right there, back in the days, it was Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Brooklyn yeah. and Soto, you know, you know, now it's Cesar Chavez. But we grew up in that whole area. We used to all, all hang out right there, you know, and we used to go ditching and we used to go down there over to the burger <laughs> spot right ditching, there in the man. corner, you know. And that was our that was our, our, our fun, man. Just just chilling right there. And how do you feel about the whole name change? Because I know there's some uh people that were there when it was uh called Brooklyn the street and now it's Cesar Chavez and a lot of people yeah. still call it La Brooklyn or whatever. Do you yeah. do you like are you all like uh you weird about that? You still call it the old name or do you care? No, nah, you know, I mean, I just go by Chavez. Okay. I just go right there, Cesar Chavez. And then, you know, sometimes, depending on who I'm talking to, if I'm talking to an old school cat from the area, that like, oh, yeah, it's the Brooklyn. Or, yeah. And, you know, they bring up old okay. old memories right there. Yeah. And, you know, exactly at right the Brooklyn Avenue. <laughs> right on. And another question that I always ask people that are from East L.A. Um, or Boyle Heights is how do you feel about that whole thing uh, when some people get super, super political about, oh, no, it's Boyle Heights or like uh, when somebody says, oh, I'm from East L.A. Yeah. And then later on they'll say, yeah, I'm from Boyle Heights. Well, Boyle Heights ain't East L.A. The whole, what do you think about how that whole yeah. split thing, that whole dichotomy? I mean, I don't know. You know, honestly, to me, it, it, it's kind of weird. Like, 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 I think like it's, it's kind of ridiculous. I get it. You know, people want to, oh, yeah, this is Boyle Heights. But regardless of anything, you're living on the east side of L.A. Right. So you're technically it's East L.A. So it's like you're you're East Los. So I always say East Los Boyle Heights. Okay. That's what I always claim. You know, East Los Boyle Heights is what I call home because I grew up right on the borderline. I, I lived on the borderline of Boyle Heights and East L.A. So, but where I where I grew up, where I lived, was that it was considered Boyle Heights, but it's actually East L.A. already because it's right on the borderline. But where I grew up hanging out with the homies and everything, and all my cousins, they all lived right in the heart of Boyle Heights, which was over here on Chavez, and which is Brooklyn back in the days, and Soto and all that. So, I don't know. I always just say East Los Boyle Heights because it's East Los. Right. East, 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 you know, it's East of L.A., so... At the end of the day, yes, yeah, it's, it's the east side. Yeah, because it really trips me out sometimes. And I, I remember, like, people not so much having arguments or conversations about it, like having um, conversations about it after the fact that that person walked away. You know, there was yeah. never a debate. But that's why I always try to ask people, you know, what, they, what they, uh, what's their thoughts on that, yeah. you know, or the conclusions. Because I know a lot of people, you know, you have political Mexicans that try to get all, like, you know, all scientific <laughs> and start dicing shit yeah. up. Opposed to just being cool and going like someone like this, you know, you know, that's just what, just what it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I'm not going to get too crazy about it, you know. <laughs> right. Fuck around across the street. People, yeah, know? some people just take it too far, man. <laughs> that's exactly. Because yeah, like, I just like, dude, what's a big idea? Yeah. But, I mean, that's an enormous point that you say that, you know, you're the, in the East. Side you're of Los the, Angeles. You're on the east side of LA. So yeah. regardless of anything, whether you say, oh, it's Boyle Heights, it's Pico Rivera, it's Montebello, East LA, you're still on the east side of LA. So either way, it's East Los. <laughs> Hell yeah. And like that whole joke, like when people say, like, you know, you made it out of uh, East LA, like later on, you know, you buy a house, you know, move, you buy a house, you move to Pico or something, yeah. you know, somewhere close. <laughs> that was the big thing. Yeah. If you, if you move to Montebello or Pico Rivera, you made it. <laughs> 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 you that's, upgraded. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, for you, everything's going cool right now. You know, you're uh, you guys already wrapped up. You know, 
you guys are done filming, right? Yeah, we're done with season for the, two. Season you know, two. Uh, are you guys season, prepping for a season three, or is that still waiting on that? Or? Yeah, we're still waiting. You know, it okay. hasn't been official. You know, an official uh, say so or you know anything on paper yet. But but uh, we're hoping. You know, everybody has their fingers crossed. Oh, I don't right. see why not. You know, and you know, like George always says, like I asked George one day, hey, hey, so what do you think about season three? Hey, man, don't worry about it, man. If you don't see me worrying about it, don't worry about it. <laughs> when you see me worrying about shit, then worry about it. <laughs> he goes, we're good, man. We'll just hang tight. Oh, so yeah. He's like we'll Captain uh, Jack yeah. Sparrow right there. Yeah. The shit, so, so we'll see what happens, man. Hopefully we get a, you know, season three soon. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. And um, I uh, uh, I seen the show, um, three episodes of it, and it's a trip, though. Did they build a lot off of uh, the first season? Because uh, the episodes that I've seen is like when you're locked up. Yeah. And he's chilling. He, he goes and he visits you, and you come out, and then you know you're pursuing your GED. Yeah. But also, like uh, what also is going on, you have your new character, your buddy that's in jail. Also, um, the assistant that turns to, to a manager, yeah. and uh, also the <laughs> other comic that's in there, Maranzio Vance. He has a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a uh, homeboy's talking about like you know, there's only fifty thousand podcasts, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's also that transgender character yeah. when they're trying to build his new show through you know when yeah. you know talking like developing through ABC. So there's a lot of new all the stuff that's contem- contemporary in a american pop culture is in there so it's very yeah. um very um i mean i already said the word contemporary but it's a very modern show in that yeah. aspect yeah they want they, they what they date. wanted to do is they wanted to make it so relevant that it was exactly that's key it, word. Was, it was popping like it was happening right now so and a lot of the stuff that happened on season two was almost like the same thing that on season one that everything was they're all true stories but just on this season you know they added more characters more, more, uh, uh, more. You know, it, it to me it was more like a fast pace, like, like, like this is uh, George's life now, but like more like in full swing. This is what's really going on in, in his real life. So basically, it's parallel to his real life. Like the whole thing that he's talking about, he's trying to get a show done, valleys, and he's going through all this and he's going through all that. And then he's got like you mentioned the transgender character, which is uh, Coco. Yeah, Coco Rain Valdez. You know, she did an amazing job. You know, she she. She brought that, you know, I mean, basically, I don't know if I should say she brought it to life, the character, because it's basically her, but she, I mean, she did a, an amazing job with it, and uh, everybody was tripping out, like, people were like, no way, she's really transgender, yeah. yeah. A lot of people were like, no way, like, you know, like. You got a lot of horny yeah, ass fools like, going, like, yeah. no way. <laughs> a lot of dudes were like, are you serious? Like, well, yeah, man, you know, like, everybody was tripping out, but they, they yeah, they the, the writers, man, this season, man, they try to make it. As relevant and as uh, as uh, as close as possible to George's life, like I was saying, the whole thing with the what what he was trying to get the show done valleys, basically the show Lopez that is his valleys, so it's basically that he's doing the process of what he, what he had to go through to get this show done. Okay, so it's almost like that, but it's you just know, marrying but, that. Yeah, but just with a little bit more. Of course, you know, for comedy aspects, they they exaggerate more. And oh, stuff, totally. You know? But um, but yeah, basically everything is all real, real life stuff, man. Just parallel to his parallel to his life. And your character Manolo Rodriguez, that's your character. Yeah. And uh, you pretty much your character is like you grew up with him, right? And yeah. you know you have his back and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, uh, you know, and it's funny because I barely found my name. My my last name was Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, the, okay. The Manolo, like first season, all my all I knew Manolo. was Manolo, but this season I found out it was Rodriguez. So. So a lot of people are tripping out, like, oh, you got a last name in there, oh, that's tight. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, you know, um, I play I play uh, his his best friend from the neighborhood, which, you know, he hires me to be his driver and his, and his bodyguard, and we go on adventures, basically, you know, and uh, I don't I don't know anything about the industry, supposedly, you know, so 
So I'm innocent to the whole thing, and I ask questions. I say shit that I, you know, I don't even know. I don't even think about. I don't even think without speaking. I just say it, you know. So I'm, I'm like that innocent, like kind of like a big kid in a candy store type thing, you know. Like I'm oh, just happy. Sure. To, I'm just happy to be driving George around and that. I have a job. I'm out. Of, I'm, 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 I'm on parole. And, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and your character, well, you're on parole. You get out, and uh, you're pursuing a GED. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you're also they're giving you trouble in in uh, in in school. You got those two characters. You got that <laughs> pregnant chick smokes, yeah. and that other guy. You're pretty much like you know they're an asshole and yeah. a bitch. And uh, what's your um, as far as your education uh, as of today, or how far did you go in school? I got to twelfth grade, and then uh, like I needed, I think like one more semester, and then I just dropped out. And was that because just, of just because you know of the mischief? Or I, what? You know, like I was getting in trouble in school a lot. I was, you know, I, I don't know. I was just, I was just like, I, I don't, I, I don't want to say a rebel because I wasn't rebelling, but at the same time, I was just a troublemaker, and I was always, always getting into trouble with the teachers, you know, and whether it was, uh, you know, didn't like authority, you know, getting, you know, I felt like I was getting punked by the teachers sometimes, so I would get into it with the teachers. So I was always getting kicked out of class and stuff like that, and and uh, so I went to I went to Mexico for a while. I came back. The good old uh, yeah, send the my, boy to Mexico. My, yeah, my mom sent me to Mexico <laughs> for a couple of years. So I did a couple of years of school over there. Really? How yeah. was that, dude? Oh, it was crazy because when I got over there, I didn't really know any Spanish. I mean, I knew Spanish, it was, I, but being mucho like yeah, these, the like wrong say, Spanish or like yeah, I had that pocho Spanish, you know, like being mucho like they call Spanglish? it. Spanish, yeah, Spanglish, but ridiculous. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it was like, man, everybody would clown me over there and make fun of me. Oh, so dude, they're on the it over Yeah, there. the first year was really hard, man. It was like, it was crazy. But I, I was there for like three years. Are you serious? Yeah, dude? so I did a lot of schooling over there. And when I came back is when I, I came back to do uh, the 12th grade over here. So you did those what? You did your uh, sophomore, junior, or your freshman, sophomore, yeah. junior over there? Yeah. And uh, why'd your folks send you back initially? Just because you were getting in trouble or what? Well, over there, I started... I started I started getting into trouble over there too, doing dumb shit over there. Oh, in Mexico too? Yeah. What part of Mexico did you go to? Dude? I was in Nayarit. Oh, are you serious? Nayarit, oh, down yeah. really? Wow. Yeah, I okay. was like really deep in there, you know? Yeah, so, that's right there, uh, southern right there, you know, yeah. uh, you know, right there next to the ocean on the other side, yeah, right? The, exactly. the tip of the, the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico yeah. or whatnot, right? And uh, what were you doing out there, dog? I like, mean, you know, it was like even my ass couldn't control me because my ass, I would, my ass were in charge of me over there, you know? So I would, I was like, I don't know, I was maybe like, like 15, 16 years old. I just, you know, I was I was on my hustle out there making. You know, my, my my mom would send me money too, so I always had money. So it was like I would just catch a bus one day and just end up like I'd go from from uh, Nayarit. I'd go end up in uh, Acapulco. Are you serious? Yeah, bro? just me and a couple cats, and we just go take trips. My ass didn't know nobody. Would, my mom didn't know where I was at. You know, I'd end up in Mexicali. You know, sometimes I'd come out to LA. I was like 15, 16 years old, and just. Without your mom knowing? My mom didn't even know. All on the DL. On the DL, yeah. So my ass couldn't control me, so I was like all over the place. Getting life of Pablo over here, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and I was a break dancer. So what I was doing is I was going and I was break dancing in all these different little cities throughout Mexico and making money. They were paying me to break dance and nobody knew what I was doing. So I was just me and two other guys. We had a little crew. And I was teaching all these. That's when breakdancing was like really big. So oh, dude, I, imagine, I was going dude. all over the place. And we were just breakdancing for money. And Are little clubs, serious? yeah, they bring us in. We do, a, we do a show. We had a nice little routine. 
And we do a show and that was it, man. Señoras y señores, aquí tenemos unos break dancers yeah. del norte. And everybody <laughs> de los, was like, desde Los Angeles. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> would get all pumped up, you know. I bet, dude, because, like, you know, you see that yeah, shit, so it's all fresh and done right, you know. People yeah, fucking jaws was, be dropping, Yeah, dog. it was a trip because, you know, like, we each three of us, it was three of us that we each specialized in something different, you know, because I taught those guys. And then those guys picked up on other shit just by watching other 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 uh, break dancers and pop lockers, and they started picking up on other stuff. And so they started creating their own moves. Next thing you know, we had a nice little routine done. So we would go to these cities and we just like like set it off, man. And it was it was it was dope. But you know, I mean, it got to a point where my mom was like, "Well, what the fuck am I? You over there trying to keep you out of trouble? But you're all over Mexico and shit, causing ruckus everywhere. You're coming back." Oh, so, they so she brought me back. Stop the party. <laughs> yeah, you know. So then over here, I'm like, man, I, like, like now I was like, now I'm, I'm back over here. I'm, I'm, I'm about to start the 12th grade over here, and, I, and, and, and I was like, what do I, you know, like I wasn't feeling it because I was already used to being over there. Are now. you serious? Yeah. So it was so, like too much of almost a, too much yeah, of a shift. So, so, threw you off. So when I was in school, you know, like I was always getting into trouble, so I was never able. To, it, I, they sent me to different schools like Wilson. Um, I, I, it was Wilson Garfield Roosevelt. I did like the whole circuit. I ended up in Boyle High's continuation school. Are you serious? Yeah, the last semester I just didn't graduate. But now on Lopez, apparently I graduated. You know, finally got my GED. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how, how was your Spanish when you came back? Was it real good by the when time I, you came yeah, back? Yeah, when I came back, it was real good. Now okay. it's kind of like whatever. Like, because like, I, I, even though I do Spanish rap, it's not the same like when you're practicing every day talking with oh, somebody. Oh, there's a different rhythm, Yeah, dude. so now it's like, it's like, it's kind of like back, not so much like when I first went to Mexico, but I have a little bit of uh, trouble sometimes like on certain words. Flowing uh, and yeah, bringing like them the out flow, right away. Yeah, so I catch myself on certain words like, you know. Pronunciating them yeah. perfectly or what. But it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't too bad. My, my English, you know, it was still there because, you know, I, like I would talk to English over there where I had cousins that knew English, so I would talk to them in English. For sure. And so I was. So my English was good. My 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 Spanish was better, you know. <laughs> and how did you did you keep contact with the homies uh, back home when you were in Mexico, or or you just pretty much cut off the only person you were talking to was like your mom or your family? No, nah, because I, I, I still kept in contact. But what happened is that I would come once. A, my mom would bring me once a month. I mean once a once a year back. during uh, summertime when I had summertime over there. She bring me over here. So then it was like it was like, I come over here and hang out with the homies, you know, for like. I don't know, three weeks, four weeks, and then it was time to roll back. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. So both your folks are from Nayari or just your mom? My mom. Okay. And my dad was from uh, Zacatecas. Oh, oh, wow, yeah. dude. That's where my folks are from, oh, Zacatecas. Nice. Yeah. Dude. They're from uh, El Municipio de Valparaíso. Oh, right. from. I mean, you know, I've never been to Zacatecas. Okay. I think yeah, only one cool. time, but it was uh, it was real brief. We went, it was, like I said, it was one of those times we were in there, in and out. But that was years ago. I still want to go back. Are your folks still together today? No, no. My dad passed away a long time oh, ago. Oh, okay. But my, my dad was never really around either, though, too. You know, okay. He was just like, I must have seen him in my whole lifetime. I must have seen him maybe like three times. Oh, wow, dude. And I mean, three times not like, oh, just three times and boom, he was gone. Like, we kicked it. He hung out. He stuck around for a few months and then bounced, you know, like that. Okay. Yeah, he was always doing his own thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like three different families. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the youngest out of 16. Oh, wow. Dog. And I, I trip out on that because, I mean, um, I was like, dude, like just to keep that up, I mean, I'm sure it's easier back in the day. You know, now you got social media and all those other avenues. You know, yeah. catch you slipping on yeah, Google fools, Maps. Yeah, fools are getting caught up left and right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, there's an old famous story about this doctor that uh, it's just uh, some legal case that I read. And um, I guess he had a heart attack. 
coming from like the side family's house and like um, so he went to the doctors, you know, ER or whatever, and then both the ladies showed up. Yeah, and got, yeah, he up got busted on the oh, spot yeah, right there. <laughs> <laughs> and what? And what's your take on uh, sending kids back to Mexico? Do you think it works or no? Like Man. the way our, you know, the, our, I guess I don't know if it's happening now, but I know a lot of. I had a cousin that got sent back to Mexico, yeah. and I don't think it worked. To be honest with you, it seemed like he got worse, and he took his little travesuras down there yeah. with him. You know what I mean? You know he what? Was, at the end of the day, I, to me, I don't. I don't think it worked, but and for years I was really mad at my mom for sending you. Yeah, yeah, like me and my mom, like ever, especially ever since then, like our relationship, like kind of like just I don't know, it was weird. Like it just we just kind of like distanced each other, you know. And then like I was just kind of living on my own, doing my own thing, so it was just weird, you know. And and uh, and I thought I was the only one that was being sent back. I didn't even know. I barely found out that like years later, like. <laughs> And, and I'm talking about like recently, like a couple years, like I started hearing like a lot of people like, man, you guys sent to Mexico too? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what the, you know, like, so I'm like, I, like we a started trend, comparing huh? stories and yeah, I'm like tripping out, like, damn it. So I guess that was the thing to do. And then, I don't know it's still being done today, but I don't think it works. I think you need to sit down and talk to these kids and, oh, yeah. and really, you know, get, get into their head or something. Oh yeah. You, you got to figure out what's way. going yeah. on in there. Cause you send them over there. It doesn't make any, now you're sending them over there. Yeah. You got your tias and your tios over there. But it's not the same. Like, they got their own things to do. They're not going to be babysitting you. And, yeah, they got their own things you know, going on. Own, and they got their own kids going, you know. Exactly. So, but, and you're just like an addition. I mean, they're nice because it's family. Yeah, they're going to exactly. take you in. And that's a beautiful part about it. But, you know, and also if they got their own thing going on, like, you know, working and stuff or whether they have a real career, whatever it is they do, they really don't have that much they don't time. They time to be on and, you. And in, in that, I think, in regardless of whether it's Mexico or here, back in the day that we weren't all about like you know figuring what's wrong with our kids, let's get them better, yeah. or like let's figure out what's going on more caring. It's like all right, get your ass up, go to school, yeah. go to work, you know, to program you to fucking uh, become an adult. So, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing though, there's nobody, you know, there's not enough communication with you know, like parents are busy doing their own thing, um, kids are busy in the school, whatever, and sometimes you don't know as a parent you don't even know what's going on in school. A lot of parents don't like to get involved in right. the school. So I think the I think one of the best things you can do as a parent if you have the time is try to, you know, get involved in your in your, your kids' uh uh um school activities and what's going on over there and stuff like that. And but you know and just pretty much just get in their head. you know, figure them figure them out. And, you know, it's not that easy. I know I know it's hard, you know, and Cause you know, I had my son, and and you know, and even to this day, sometimes it's hard to get into his head, you know. But <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, you know, like I'm thankful that he didn't take the route that I took. He did, yeah, totally he, different, totally different. He graduated, you know, he's more chill. He's not about that gang banging life or messing around or trying to be out there selling drugs or stealing cars, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the good old days. Just, yeah, he's just a whole. You know, he went a whole different route. So you know, I'm thankful for that. And the, and that's what I see too. Like a lot of people, they're like were uh, crazier back in the day. They have children now that are coming of age. You know, like you know, high school or even college age or you know, yeah. in their early twenties, that they're not like their folks. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're just you know, and they they don't have that like. Uh, not not necessarily a, a cloud over their shoulders, but that pressure of uh, uh, that, that was around back then. You know, it's more like a little bit more lenient and yeah, chiller. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there's more. I think it's more understanding. You know, opposed to like uh, looking at them like uh, you know s- disciplining them with uh, with belts and smacks and all that. Opposed to um, to uh, opposed to not talking to them. You know, exactly. Or you know, sending them back to Mexico. You know, where yeah, are you going to send them now? Grandma's like- house. 
It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like just sweeping the dust under the rug. You know? Oh, totally. That's, that's basically what it is. You know? You're not really you're yeah. not really addressing the issue. You're not addressing the issue. So for putting years, a bandaid on it. That's what I mean. My my mom, you know, like like we would bump heads. You know, and we didn't get it on for a lot of you know for years and and uh, I don't know. It was just it was just it was just our relationship was just kind of weird for a long time. And but one thing I do now, I thank her though that she did send me because I was able to learn better Spanish. And because of that, I was able to drop, uh, you know, and get it more into the, the one we started doing uh, Spanish hip hop, you know, and the Spanish rap. I was able to, I was able to manipulate words and into certain, certain sentences and 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 move stuff around, you know, with, in in writing. So it was just a lot easier for me writing, and recording these songs. And and um, if it wasn't for the Spanish, doing me doing the transition. Uh, the, my group Pueblo Cafe wouldn't be doing what it's doing as far as the uh, the the movie and TV circuit as far as music licensing music. Because now you guys are doing the intro song to the show, right? For for not not for Lopez, but I've done like like they they've used my song for like uh, in, in parts, right? In certain, or, yeah, for yeah, certain, certain areas, like like, uh, um, like, the, like breakaways and stuff. The, like yeah, that. in in, uh, in certain scenes, yeah, I'll, I'll do like a, a verse or two. For certain scenes, and they'll use them in Lopez, but uh, we, yeah, the 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 theme song now nah, that was somebody that was somebody else, but I've done stuff for other shows like Silicon Valley, like they used it a couple times for their intro. Oh hell yeah! Dude. Um, in the movie Idiocracy, they used like they they used like three different songs of our, of our stuff. So and it was crazy because I who would have thought you know it's all Spanish, and, but these people like it. And oh fuck yeah, bumps, it. dude! And did did you get them in there? As being an actor and going, hey, this is the other thing I do, or yeah, did management well, push it, or how how did it was, how did that come about? It was like that, basically. You know, like you know, I also do music, and then uh, not only that, but a lot of the times the uh, directors already or producers of the project, they already knew I did music. That my music was my okay. background was music, part of your bio doing, and doing everything. Spanish hip hop, so they already knew, and they're like, hey man, um, we would really like to get some of your music in here, man. Shoot us, uh, shoot us some stuff. And then, you know, so I would shoot them, whatever. and Hit them like, with the links? Yeah, hit them with links. Or if I had a CD, I'd give them a CD, you know, and they check out the stuff. And, like, like with Mike Judge, with the way it worked with him, we were talking one time at lunch. We were filming Idiocracy, and we were talking, and, and I told him, you know, and he goes, hey, you know what? I would really like to hear some of your music for, uh, see, maybe I, I could probably use something for the movie. I didn't think nothing much. I was like, cool, I'll get your CD. So I, uh, the, the record, I told the record label, at that time, they sent me uh, they sent me some CDs out because we were filming the movie out in Texas. They sent me some uh, CDs. Out. I gave I gave a couple of uh, my judge and a couple of the producers. A couple of days later, he goes, "Man, there's some songs in there I'm really loving, man. This one, this one, this one, man. Because I really want to use them." I go, "Cool, man." I go, "Just talk to uh, the label, and you know, we'll set it up. And we'll, you know, we'll, I mean, they'll they'll take care of all the legal shit." And they're like, "Cool, man, let's do it." And yeah, you know, the next thing you know, the songs were in there. Next thing you know, I started getting calls for other other projects that they wanted our music. So it just kind of like it started escalating. Hell yeah, yeah, dude, that's what's up, dude. That's bad as you fuck. Know, dude. Yeah, so it's just a whole other market on that. On oh, that totally, end, man. Know? So it got to a point where like, well, I'm doing a little bit of acting. The acting's not at that moment. It's, it's like a roller coaster. It's not doing all that great. But the music on the music side, uh, it seems like it's doing a little bit better. So I'll just keep doing songs for this. So I wasn't even focused. On acting or or doing tours or anything, I was like, I'm gonna do music for television, movies now. Okay, like you and know, license shit. Hell yeah, dude. You know, so you're you're thinking about it that way. Like, let's let's yeah. get some shit and let's get paid through those let's avenues. Get, yeah, let's get paid through this. You know, and then and 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 
and the thing is that it gets out there, and then now you got the, you got it in the movie or on television, and then now you got uh, when they air the stuff. Now you got royalty checks coming oh, in from yeah, publishing, dude. you know. So I was like, man, it's a win-win situation all the way around. Thinking so that was my focus, and then the acting thing started kicking in again, and then I kind of lost focus with the music, and I started doing the acting. But now they were they, they were they kept licensing songs that I already had done, so I said. All right, cool. Then you know we'll just keep keep it going. I'm not even gonna worry about music. Yeah, you have material out there. Yeah, I already have material out there. I'll just keep licensing that. And I'll just focus more on the acting. Hell yeah! And yeah. then that's when I got the, the Silicon Valley, and then Lopez, you know, came in, and and then uh, I started doing more of the Lopez thing. And then when I started doing Lopez, that's when uh, uh, George and the writers were like, "Hey, we would like to incorporate some of your music in here, man." Like, oh hell yeah, do some stuff. And then that's when I got my boy Vic Damone involved. He's my producer for Polo Cafe, you know. Okay. And uh, he's been rolling with us since like. Excuse me, um, 91, 92. Oh, was, wow. So it's already been a He trend. was a youngster. You know, he was a youngster straight um, out of, uh, I, I think I just he had just graduated. And we just brought him in with us. And we just started taking him. And uh, he's still been here with us ever since. And uh, he he, uh, he started, he started, was, yeah, let me, let me put some, uh, let me put some beats together, man. And, you know, and, and shoot it to him and, and see what they think. So I talked to the director. The director goes, yeah, man, shoot, shoot, shoot me a bunch of stuff. And uh, we, 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 shot them, we shot them the music. They listened to it. They're like, man, you guys got some badass stuff that we could use. So they, and then after they, they started saying, hey, throw some verses on this beat. Throw a verse on that beat. And then they just started slapping them, see where it worked. And, and so season one, we had a bunch of placements on there. Hell yeah, man. And then, and then they started telling Vic, um, do you know how to score? And he's like, you know what? I've never done it, but hey, let me know. Tell me what you need, and I'll do it. Because he's versatile. Sure, so, you can figure so it right out. So right away, boom, and he was on it. He was on it, and right away he started scoring for them. So now this season, on season two, they got them. They, they got them. Uh, the production changed. The production company changed a little bit, but they still like were able to use his music, and they got me in there to do the raps. So I hooked them up. I hooked them up against you know where he had a meeting with them, and uh, and then they go, you know what? Because the, the music supervisors on season two. They kind of knew what's up, but they kind of didn't really know what direction we were going with on season two either. Okay. So they were kind of playing this. It was almost like starting from scratch. Again. Yeah. So then Vic started throwing stuff at them and started telling, showing them what he can do. And they were like, man. Giving them ideas we just need and all to, that we, stuff. We just need to go straight to this guy right here, man. Hell yeah. And, you know, so so now, so they go straight to him now when they need stings and, and they need a certain part for scoring and, and stuff like that. And then... And they right away they need some hip hop stuff. They right away they go to him. Go to him. That's what go to yeah, him right so, yeah. And how, what's what, what's up with Pueblo Cafe today? What are you guys What are you guys up to? Well, ever since uh, we had one of the songs that featured that uh, on uh, on uh, on episode six, where they, they the writers threw me in there now. Like uh, they they developed my character a little bit more. They showed because in season one it was more it was a lot about how how uh, uh, Manolo was a rapper, but they never really. Talked about it. They never heard none of his music. It was just so season sad. two. Yeah, it was just a sad thing. Every time it, George, it came up to where George was gonna ask me something about the music, they cut <laughs> to something else. You know, it was purposely done that way, right. you know, just to keep the like. Okay, people were getting ready to hear some shit. So now the character's more developed. Yeah. in season two. So now season two comes. Now they gave me that opportunity to showcase some one of the songs, and uh, and it was a song that we were gonna put out. Last year as a single, we just never got around to it because we got we're so busy with Lopez. Okay. And then we started doing the media stuff after, and we got really busy, so we we weren't doing any music for a minute. And then we just got to, you know what? We need to put that song out now as a single. Let's do a single and just put it out and do a video. So we shot the video. The video hasn't been released yet. It's about to get released. 
but the video's done already. Uh, it's, it's an editing, and um, and the song's called Todo La Noche, and, and it was featured on episode six. It was just a little piece where I'm rapping on stage, and um, so now we, we really don't know what we're going to do. If we're just going to keep putting out singles, or we do a whole album. Like the, the, We have a lot of opportunities. People are coming at us like, well, we could get you on this tour, on this show, but I'm like, well, do I really want to go back out there and... And tour, I'm a little older now, you know, and it's like, and, that, I, and that's a lot of people, you know, you know it looks fun and it, it is fun. I still love it. I love going on the road. To me, I, I'm not, I don't want to sound all weird, but like, <laughs> I feel more like stressed out. I feel more weirded out when I'm at home. I, yeah. I feel better out on the road, dude. Yeah, you know I mean, because I mean, at the same time, you're out there, you're, you're working, but that's my element, time, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're in your element, exactly. But I mean, I know it can get grueling, dude. Yeah. I, it can, you know, it's like, God damn, the traveling. Man. Oh, hell yeah, you know, and people, whether you're on a plane or whatever, you know, you're getting inside of a fucking capsule that has yeah. like, it's compacted with oxygen and you're shooting you and through you're the shooting sky. Yourself. Exactly. You know, you're, you know, you're smelling everybody's like uh, little uh, viruses or little germs and shit <laughs> getting sick. And, you know, then, you, you know, go, Going to the airport and you know all that shit. Different yeah. time zone changges. Going and, through, uh, yeah, going through customs. Oh hell all yeah, that. dude! It, just, it can it get, get tiring. It's ridiculous. Man. But that's why you got to be built like a champ and right. you know, just fucking bulldoze through that yeah. shit. You know, and when you, even if you're tired as fuck, you still got to have to pull through. Regardless. Oh hell yeah, man! Especially if people are waiting for you in the next city to see you. You got to go over there nice and fresh. You know? Oh yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? People are expecting a good show, so you got to go over there nice. You know, ready. Whether you had a a bad flight or a road trip, whatever the, you you have to show up with your bad game face. back, any of that bad stuff. back. You have to show up with your game face because the people pay to see you. Oh and yeah, man. They wanna, you know, you you have to give them a good show. Yeah, dude. Uh, you can <laughs> see like some people that ain't like uh, accustomed to being on the road. You see the little sad little face, yeah, little yeah. tired little sick little yeah. face, dude. You know, <laughs> but can, but uh, it definitely is a different type of life to make coin opposed to being at home and being able to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether no, you know in in your situation or circumstance, being able to put music out, also yeah. be able to you know act, and you have those both those artistic endeavors, dude. Because I mean, basically, you started your your artistic um, career back from like. In essence, breakdancing up yeah. until rapping, and now now acting, and now you're ready to work in you know three well two two facets you know yeah and I, also you know um, the clothing that you do with looters and stuff as yeah well, so. yeah you know it's another thing trying to do the clothing stuff right now too you know um, we did the the looters uh, that 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 we put out from it it's called looters worldwide and uh, I think it might be a little too violent for the mainstream. <laughs> Just because of the word. <laughs> right. Rumors, you know? And with all like, this, like, uh, all this, uh, the state the of today going, going on. Yeah, with all the shit going on, it's like, it, you know, you kind of look at yourself, it's like, you know, if I say looters, is that politically correct? Or, and, or you know? <laughs> and, and you're part of, like, you're you're on TV, you know, you're part of a network. Do you get pressure, like, certain things you cannot say or, like, don't get too crazy in this avenue or that one? Or are you pretty much let to do whatever you want? Well, I mean, I'm pretty much let to do whatever I want, but at the same time, there's, there's things where, you, you know, you have to have a limit. And you don't want to get too crazy. You don't want to get too crazy, yeah. You Especially know. now with these political times, like yeah. you know, you know, you it brought out a new uh, uh, aspect of American life that we didn't that we thought was dead. Now it's out there, you know, yeah. the whole little bigotry part, or you know, somehow yeah, pro American. Exactly. You, know, yeah, you yeah. have to be uh, like, a blue eyed. Like America's still racist, exactly. Know? Basically, that's what they say. But I mean, it is what it is. Exactly, and that's another. There's hype on both sides. Yeah. I see. And how, what do you, what's your whole take on the thing? Did you think we were going to have a president like that? Do you think he, he was going to win? Or do you think it was a possibility? Or did it kind of throw you for landslide? Or I mean, you don't give a shit? I mean, you know what? <laughs> Here's the thing. And I'll be honest, man. You know, at the end of the Go day, it, it's dude. like, I, 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 didn't know, I didn't think he was going to win. 
you know, I just, you know, it is what it is. You know, like I go, I go, Trump is Trump. And Trump is just, he's an entertainer, basically. Oh, hell you know, yeah, He's an entertainer at the end of the day, you know. So he's, 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 he's a, you know, from the, you know, uh, was it the, the apprentice? apprentice? Yeah. yeah. He's feeding off those emotions, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, you know, so I'm like, okay. So, it, so to me, it's just been like a comedy show type of, you know, just watching the whole thing. Uh, he, that's you know, one thing it, you can't say that he, he was like, when the debates were going on, all that shit, he was funny as hell. Yeah, it dude. was. So Making it, fun of the other con- candidates yeah, who were all serious and yeah, like, so they're even moving their neck, trying to be presidential. Exactly. And just beating up their Lucius, pretty much just talking shit. He's just talk, you know, so I, I looked at it the whole time, like he was, this guy's just doing some stand-up right here. <laughs> and he's taking advantage of it to the foolish. Oh, hell yeah. And I can't be mad at him. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but, he's using but that FaceTime. You know, it's like, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not too much into politics because at the end of the day, man. The to me, the 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 country just. I mean, it, the country keeps going and doing. You know, America keeps doing what it, what they do. And regardless we, who's in that regardless office. who's in office, we still keep pushing and we keep doing what we're doing. And and I mean, I know it. it, it you know, in some cases, it affects a lot of people's lives. Uh, certain decisions that he makes, but at the end of the day, it's like I mean, shoot. I mean. How many uh, how many decisions that did uh, Obama Jimmy Carter make that people weren't happy with? Oh hell yeah, there's you always know? that so, other. So it's like because it's that fifty one percent and then that forty nine percent always on either side, yeah. give or take. And you know one side's really mad, one yeah, side exactly. you know one side's happy, and there's always that push and pull. That yeah. pendulum so what do you do? So right what do you left. do? You know, so honestly, dude, and I'll be straight up. I'm not really into uh, into politics. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and I'll be straight up. I don't even vote because it doesn't even matter. <laughs> I don't even. It doesn't even matter who wins. So it's like I'm. I'm yeah, in gonna, this case, for the president, you know, it's an electoral yeah. vote. It's not even a popular yeah. vote. Exactly. So it's yeah. like you already know what the Point made. what it is. You know. So it's like, to me, I just look at it like I mean, it's just a bunch of guys just having a good time, entertaining people. That's it. Yeah, the whole thing on me is like I just don't. Um, what trips me out is the hysteria that keeps building or that was built once uh, he was getting close and once he became the president. And also that everybody gets political every time, every four years when there's a presidential race. Yeah. To me, it's like, you know, when the Super Bowl comes, everybody gets all footballed out. Yeah. Like everybody chooses a side or a team. World Series, the same shit, you know. Yeah. And then you got those people that just wait for who the winner is and to throw on that cap. Yeah, exactly. And, you, yeah. Know, you know, there's also and then, you know, the whole thing of, uh, you know, the whole thing it kind of worries. It doesn't worry me, but it just like, like you know, the Taco Tuesday uh, Mexican mentality, like yeah. the ones that are all for them. And that are all anti-immigrant when they came from immigrants. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Because yeah. I have a that's one of the that I always trip on people that do that. Like, motherfucker, you, <laughs> you don't you don't see where your parents came. You know, your parents had to cross that river or that border or whatever the fuck. To that's get, very to get trippy. Here. Now you're dog. living a good life and shit. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden the rules change yeah, for everybody exactly. else but them. That's what I I always trip on people like that. You know, like like I get it. You know, like man, I'm all for e- e- equality for everybody, man, because. If we if if I was president, you know, that'd be a different story, man. You know, <laughs> I make sure everybody, you know, had everything. Everybody, everything was taken care of. Everybody had health care. You know, like oh yeah, like some Canada type shit. You yeah, know? that's like, a struggle that's up you know, up in arms right now, dude. That 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 would be my thing. You know, it's like, but but at the end of the day, man, they got people up there and, and, and that's pulling strings behind them. That doing oh dude, there's that, a general know, the plan the day, already set dude, forth. That's in the, the president, man. It really ain't got a lot of say so, man. You know, so, yeah, he's just there, dude. He's, he's like the there to, CEO yeah. of a company. Exactly. You know, stockholders one day will just yank him out yeah, every exactly. four years or whatever. You know, they get and that's the reason why I, I look at like I, I, to me every president I see every president is the same. 
To me, Democrats and Republicans is the same shit. In the end, you know, it is because you have, you know, you have the Congress and the Senate, and regardless of people are on opposing parties, it yeah. still makes up that House. You exactly. Know? You know, and regardless if you're a Republican or a Democrat, you're still the President of the United States. Yeah, First exactly. and foremost, yeah. you know. Um, and going back to, you know, uh, the character Manolo on uh, Lopez, he's getting his GED. You went up uh, a semester shy of the 12th grade of getting your your uh Diploma or graduating from yeah. high school, and what what did you feel as far as uh, um, the school system when you were going through it here in the states or in LA? Did you feel that you were given a fair share? Do you think that the teachers were teaching? Do you think you were um, the the element was there for you to learn, or you just like weren't into it? Or what do you think about the school system at large, broadly in yeah. general, not like you know um, throughout the whole country, yeah. but just here in LA alone? You know what I mean. I never really gave it much thought other than, uh, you know, the crumb cakes were good, you know, the coffee cakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I look forward to that every morning, you know, but, but, you know, other than that, I really never gave it too much thought. But I think what it is, is that, yeah, there's, you know, there's some teachers that know how to teach. There's some teachers that, that, that you know, they, 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 they seem like they know what's up. They know, they know what they need to teach, but they're lazy. They just don't. Not, they're, they're punching they're, in. They're not into it, you know. The kids are 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 out of hand sometimes, and I get it, you know. Uh, you kids know? are. I mean, uh, kids are crazy, man. Yeah. That's a, that's one aspect that we don't so much talk. We know it goes on, but it's you know, you know, teachers have a tough job. Yeah. Or sometimes teachers have an easy job. Two months off, yeah, a job like that. You know, you go in at seven a.m. You're out by three thirty. But there's been some situations where I've seen like you know students like actually fist fight teachers and beat yeah, them up yeah. and it's like come on dog. yeah no, no that's that's some real that's some real shit yeah man and i've seen that a lot too you know? <laughs> and it, you it know? wasn't too crazy the stuff i've seen but i mean i seen shit that you know would like today god damn dude yeah i remember as a substitute teacher kids in the black in the back of the class just rolling up a joint don't worry yeah, you like nothing, it too. yeah it's cool like, mm-hmm. hey dude i mean i you do what you have to do outside don't do the shit in class yeah dude. exactly your problem and you call up the teachers uh, yeah. or the the parents and they're like what are you calling me for? I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's and the like, thing though too. Up, it, 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 and that's the thing. It starts with the parents. Oh hell yeah! The parents need to be on the kids because um, a lot of times we're blaming the, the teachers, but it's not. A lot of times it's not even the teachers' fault. You know, um, when you're when as a kid, when you're into school and you really really want to learn, it's you're gonna learn. Oh totally. You know what I'm saying? And, and whether the teacher's uh, jacked up or or the teacher is a a one teacher, you know, it's like. Um, if the student really wants to learn, the student's going to learn. Yeah, and, then, and that's, that's definitely a, a personal determination uh, opposed to when a teacher's really engaging and, you know, creates a, yeah. a learning uh, environment or develops a student that actually gets engaged and goes forth and, you know, creates a path for himself out of yeah. that, like, spark. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and there's also those other teachers that's just, they're all, they've been there for 30 years. They're just like, man, they're it's just, just another like school a, year, man. <laughs> man. You, you know, know you, they just look at a bunch of troublemakers. They don't care. <laughs> they ask cool, you know, that's what I'm saying. But you got those students that really want to learn, you know, oh, and those yeah. are the ones that, you know, they that that I think that maybe the school system should, you know, really focus on the ones that really want to learn and put them with some teachers that really want to teach. Oh, hell know? yeah, dude. And that's why, you know, like I guess they developed those gate programs or whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, also, you mentioned when you were uh, in high school that you went through, you went to Wilson and you also went to Garfield. Did you go to Garfield when like uh, they had Escalante there or... No, no, you didn't. Okay, he wasn't there yet. He, he wasn't there yet, or he was already gone. I think he was already gone. Oh, okay, I think he was already gone. Yeah, and, and if I didn't see him. I would have. Yeah, I would have. Seen him. <laughs> <laughs> I would have remembered him. <laughs> well, hell yeah, dude. Is there anything you want to plug on your end? 
Um, um, I mean, just uh, you know the, the use of the social media, you know, let people know, you know, that we out there, you know, hustling and grinding, and uh, you know, just follow me all my outlets at Big Citric. Okay. You know, so they can keep up to date on what we got going on. Uh, we're uh, working on a new clothing brand. We're getting ready to roll out. You know, it's called Solid Kings. Uh, we're doing one for the women too, Solid Queens. Uh, um, we got a few designs that just came in with, okay. with the homie Germ. You know, oh, which, hell yeah. you know that, that also works with you. You know, yeah, he did the um, the podcast logo, dude. Yeah, dude, you know, he's a talented cat, man. I've known that guy for years. Man. Oh, really? And, and it's cool because mm-hmm. I did a podcast with him, and his whole thing was with uh, the the aspect we talked about was with graffiti back mm-hmm. in the day when it was blowing up in the in the early nineties, the mid nineties. Yeah. You know, like it got super famous with Chuck and all that yeah, stuff, he was... and then it started uh, turning to tag banging. Did you have any experiences uh, with that? Yeah, because you know, I mean, we we. You know, I wasn't out the tag banging, but you know, I had a lot of homies that were tag banging, and then I was in the hood, and then a lot of fools were getting jumped into the hood because they were out there tag banging. So in those in somebody's in those areas, territories, well, those... these fools were like, "Hey, motherfucker, you're gonna be tagging it up, or you're gonna be part of the hood." So a lot of fools got jumped in because of that, and a lot of fools didn't want to, and so they would get issues, you know. And, <laughs> and that's it's what... just a lot of politics, you know. Oh so hell yeah! Crazy, well, that's what know? happens when you start writing. And I can uh, right now it seems like there's a um, like a renaissance in uh, graffiti, um, New York and L.A. But honestly, I've said this before. Uh, I think L.A. has a lot of good stuff oh, um, now, like yeah. su- like really superior to the yeah. Um, East Coast. Yeah, no, um, yeah, L.A. is competing with New York side by side. Man. And um, uh, there's a lot of beautiful stuff out there, man. Yeah. And it's like a lot of talented dudes. A lot of talented cats that are out there putting it down. Right now, oh, man. yeah, man. I see, I run a lot of it on uh, Instagram. I see a lot of, because I, I like going into like the hashtags for graffiti, artwork, whatever. And then you go in there, you see everybody's pieces, you know, from all over the all over the world, and you see a lot of ones from LA. Like, Hell yeah, sick! Dude. It's right, it's right there on that little spread on the five freeway. Yeah, um, by after Dodger Stadium, it's like every day yeah. you see like a you new see, little you piece, see new, new pieces right there. Yeah, Hell yeah, and just the, the mixtures, the color schemes yeah. they use, all that stuff, dude. Yeah, no, so yeah, so that's yeah, that's what it is right now, man. Just been working with Germ. Germ was one of those guys throwing oh, nice yeah, pieces, dude. man. You know, and he had Top Nation back in the days. You know, well, he still has it. You know, but they're doing like Top Nation Japan right now. And that was his clothing brand that was dedicated to b-boys and 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 uh, hip-hop and the whole urban fashion you know so so we've been working with german now yeah we're getting ready to drop this new brand and uh hopefully you know we, we take it to another level hell yeah dude well dude i want to thank you very much dude for always being super cool and you know meeting you uh, on the what's up full podcast was cool and then you came back and did another one dude much success for you and uh, to you and uh, your lady, dude. And fucking uh, keep doing it, dude. You're yeah, fucking man, uh, you. a unique individual in what it is you do. And like, I like the fact that you uh, stuck with your um, artistic endeavors. You yeah, know, you know, <laughs> through your first marriage and on to now, dude. Yeah, it's like a lot of growth, dude, on both sides. Yeah, dude. no, real shit. Man. That's fucking. That's what's up. <laughs> doing it, dude. And uh, and I also, um, you know, being a, a Latino and all, on top of you being a Latino, just a. Uh, um, also coming from Mexican heritage. You know, one quick question I had for you and the last one was, um, what's the deal with the Latino um, hip hop or uh, Spanish hip hop? I know uh, it was uh, people like uh, like Kid Frost were the fr- uh, one yeah. of the first ones that laid it down. And yep. also that was a big ass hit. The um, You know, this is for La, La Raza. Um, and that was what on the Hispanics Causing Panic yeah, album. Causing panic, and, yeah. uh, there was also like lighter shade of brown for yeah, a while. They're, Brown's they're from Riverside, from yeah, where Brown's I'm from. Yeah. Uh, there was also like Little Rob, like now too. And I, yeah. I know that's a little bit more different. But what do you think? Because I know it's a it's a it's a black it's a black thing. It's a um, 
African American uh, art or whatever yeah. you want to say. You know, they 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 made the beats taken from uh, other music's yeah. classics, oldies, stuff like N.W.A. did or whatever. And um, but now you know, there's uh, more Latinos into it now as of before. But it's uh, what I what I don't see is uh, seems like uh, you know, like we're not sampling like from rancheras or old classic stuff like that. Yeah. But what where, where do you see it like? growing from there to how it is today and how it like flourished well i mean you know when it started with frost and all that back in the days it, 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 you know it was crazy because one of my first shows actually our first live performance actually was opening up for frost really yeah we opened up for i remember montecito park in el sereno and um damn dude. yeah we uh we we i remember we opened up and then that's the first time i met lighter shaded brown too Really? Yeah, and then we hit it off with them guys. You know, with Frost was a little bit different. It was a little bit weird vibe going on, but but I mean, we cool now, you know. But at that time, it was just weird, you know. He then, was but, super famous at that yeah, time, right? Yeah, and everybody was on his dick. Was just, it was, was blown big up. time. Yeah, everybody was there to see to see Frost, you know. Right? At that Hell time. yeah. And um, yeah, we opened up, and uh, we met Lighter Shade Brown that day too, and we kept it. We you know from there on, we kept the hell of cool Lighter Shade Brown. We kind of went on the road with them for a while. Like, we were their openers at, like, all the local shows throughout L.A. and California. Oh, hell yeah, dude. But um, to see uh, Latino hip-hop, you know, come from then, this because I'm talking about this is, like, back in 90, 91, you know, to see the way it, it has uh, evolved to what it is now, it, it, it's crazy because, because now, you know, like, now it's like you go to Mexico and what hip-hop was here, like, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about just hip-hop in general, was here in the nineties, the way that vibe, that feel, like it was just new, fresh. After, you know, after that's how it is in Mexico right now. So when I go there, I see all that and I see man, like like right now you got cast now like the youngster guys like Sekan. He's from Guadalajara. That kid is like killing the game out there. He's out here now in LA trying to, you know, establish himself out here. But he goes back and forth. Like I just met up with him and uh, and uh, the guys from uh, Crooked Estilo. They, they also do, they're from uh, Salvador, but they, they do Spanish rap too. But they do a lot of cumbias and stuff like that. All mixed So in. they mix their stuff in it. And so they just did a video recently, and I was featured on there. And that cat came out, and we were talking about and And it was funny because that cat, Sekan, was telling me, he goes, man, we were bumping your shit back in the days. He was happy to see me. Really, dog? We were bumping your shit back in the days, man. So... So it's like so passing it was, like the torch. Yeah, like it was some, some shit like that. So generation to, me, I, to generation. I, I had never really experienced that where an artist came up to me. I mean, I, now I'm starting to, uh, uh, like people started coming, hey man, I used to bump your shit back in the days. But like, that's that thing is barely happening recently now. You know, I've never had that. So coming from him, because he's, He's a big, he's a big time rapper, you know, so he's like on a whole nother level. He took it to a whole nother level than what we took it. But yeah, to get the respect from him, from the youngster cats that are blowing on all, you know, that's like, that's priceless, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a hell because, of a feeling. Especially dude. from the level he's at. He's like, you know, like his level is like ridiculous, you know? Like that guy will put out a video right now. Tomorrow he'll have like a million views already, you know? So, you know, to see Spanish hip hop just in general, you know, just evolve, you know, back then it was just, you know, Chicano rap, Chicano rap. Right. Now, you know, we call it, you know, Latin hip-hop, Spanish rap, rap, rap in Espanol, yeah. you know. Like, even in Mexico, I don't know, it's un rapero. It's yeah, way. it's un rapero, you yeah, know. Yeah, and so it's like, it, you know, even though that's not like a, you know, say like a correct dictionary type yeah, Spanish it, term, but, it, you know, something that evolved exactly. out of that um, culture. Um, and also, we can't leave, like, you know, Mellow Man Ace out of it. Mellow Man Ace, of course. Cypress you know, Hill. Like Cypress Hill. Oh, yeah. You know, we're big fans of Cypress, you know, shout out to Sin Dog and Be Real. 
you know, um, we, 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 you know, we, it was crazy because over the years, you know, we, we developed friendships with these guys, you know, and, and, and these guys are, you know, they took it to a whole nother level too. Oh, hell know? yeah, dude. And, 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 and it was just like, with us, we never took it to that level. We maybe got halfway to what they, they took it to. So for us to see, you know, that we all came from the same area, cause you know, like Cypress from Southgate, um, Lighter City Brown from Riverside, you know, uh, all this, you know, the Mellow Man from Southgate too, you know, all, you know, we're all like within the same, not the same city, but it's the same area, you know, of, um, of LA. So to see these guys, right yeah, it was, it was, to me, it was, it was like, man, to see these guys to take it to a whole nother level, it was, to me, it was, it was, it was, I, I don't even know the word. I was just, that's a beautiful thing. It was man. a beautiful thing. I was just happy to see okay, these guys, yeah. like, take it to that. You it know? feels good. Like me, yeah. I've always like seen like, uh, Mexican dudes or dudes out of Latin descent like doing shit like yeah. out there, you know, because it feels good. You it know? feels good to see you're into it, you know what I mean? Especially when you know them. Like, oh, even, like, even man, better, It's crazy, man, because you know where they came from and how, you know, how they came from. That shit, mm-hmm. that shit changes your life, dude. I mean, I remember me just being as a comic watching Que Locos and seeing all those yeah, dudes get dude, down. I remember and later, that me- later meeting them and them being super cool. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole other uh, experience in and of itself, yeah. dude. And a uh, quick question. Um... What's up with the, the term Chicano, you know, Chicano rap and all yeah. that, and like you know, Latin hip hop? Like, what's what? How do you do ident do you identify with the word Chicano and all that, or is it like you know, kind of passe? Or like, how do you feel about it? Because I know there's again going yeah. back to the political Mexicans <laughs> or all that or whatever you want to call it. Uh, some people get really touchy with that word, or yeah. they say, "Well, I'm not Chicano, I'm Mexican," yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, like like for the most part, I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with it. You know, like people say, "Oh, Chicano rap." What I do have a problem is that, you know, is when they label me that as Chicano rap because, yeah, I'm a Chicano, but, you know, but I rap, but I rap in Spanish. Chicano rap, they're doing Spanglish or, or, or English, but that are rappers, you know, and for the most part, it has gotten labeled like Chicano rap, you're automatically a gangster rapper. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't really do that. I did that back in the days when I first started, you know, doing, but there wasn't even, they were, that word Chicano rap didn't even exist. That came in years, you know. We were just rappers, you know. When we started doing stuff, yeah, we used to catch heat from some of the homies, like, "Oh, why are you doing that? That's a black thing, you know. Why, you, why are you?" Well, you know? And that's what I was trying to go. You know, so a lot of times we kept it low key. A lot of times I wouldn't even want to do anything because some of the homies would, be, you know, like tell you shit like that, you know, like yeah, and I, put and you I, down on that. But oh, uh, hell yeah, that is what it is, you know. Oh, totally. Well, dude, man, thank you so much, dude, for uh, doing uh, the Yeah Man podcast. And, dude, other than that, dude, keep shining, brother. Yeah, thank you, bro. Appreciate it, man. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, dude, I'm out. Thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Please uh, remember, if you're in the Riverside area, Inland Empire, stop by Romano's, the concert lounge in Riverside, California, in downtown, 3557 University Avenue, every Wednesday, starting back up on July 26th with Annie McKnight and Carlos Loma. Also, Thank you very much for listening. Check out the What's Up Fool podcast. Check out the Enchilada Casserole podcast. And uh, keep shining. Yeah, man. You guys be cool, man. Peace. Good times for a change. See, the luck I've had can make a good man turn back. Oh, please, please, please Let me, let me, let me Let me get what I want this time
Haven't had a dream in a long time See the life I've had can make a good man bad So for once in my life let me get what I want Lord knows it would be the first time Lord knows it would be the first time 